Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, oh, Arizona's yeah. number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Phil Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email chctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Good morning. Can you hear us? Are we on air? If I clap, can you hear me and snapping and popping and All right, we're biting our tongues live. I love it. That's always a well wish. You know how you say to somebody before they go perform on stage, break a leg. Our we got a princess. Bite your, your tongue. tongue. Yeah, that's just awesome. So we're biting. We are just setting you. Yeah. We really have to break a leg. Although it probably happens. Did you see the rainbow over the sky when you were coming in? It's so pretty. I think it was going over. And uh, the sun was coming out. I was like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's the rain is done. It's not. It's It's the rain. There's a large cloud over top of us. Very thick cloud, and they are giving lots of water. Oh, lots of water. And our weather reporter down in Tucson just gave. uh, Oh, yeah. Report. Oh my gosh, there's snow in Tombstone. Whoa. Snow in Tombstone. That'll be good. So, snow on the moon. Well, welcome to the one day of winter in Arizona. That's it. That's it. All across the state, we get a day of winter. It's fantastic. If you have a golf course, you just, you know. You can't see the cat. You can't see the foothills or the Catalinas. Oh, are they out there? <laughs> they are out there. But. Smoking some crazy stuff this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. You're so welcome. All right, welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday with Trent again. For the bestie, I thought today was the first, but it isn't. It's February 28th. You get another, uh, well, you have how many hours until midnight? After midnight. We're going to play a game. I'm going to win again. I'm going to win every month. Oh, no. <laughs> I already lost one. Yeah, March 1st. So we're <laughs> heading right in into uh, the third month. Oh, my gosh. First quarter. First quarter. Just like then that. We made it. Oh, we're killing it. We're killing the first quarter. Working out at the gym. Whoa. No, I think I have a muscle. I think I found one the other day at the gym. It hurt. Oh, yeah. Right there. That's good. Little tricep sore. Man, that's just. We're good working out. And you know what? <clears throat> right from the gym, you should take a big old bong rip. Yes, you should. Great. I'm sure you about that. They yeah. said it's a great endorphin. So, oh, it is. It's just like. 
You know, sometimes you're like, I don't want to go to the gym. You take a hit and you're like, oh, let's get there. Let's pop some iron. Uh-huh. You're going to get into that routine. It, yeah, you've got to make it a routine. How many times did you say it needs to do, happen six times? Six times. Six times? And then well, I thought, well, times. to quit something, it's 21 days. Really? Like. Yeah. Interesting. You taper up or what? Uh-huh. Time. Okay. They say cigarettes are so through the arm, but I don't. I mean, Ooh. that was a well, hard yeah, one. Yeah, but they me, also so. say cigarettes are harder than heroin. Yeah. Stuff, so. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. More little fun facts I about know. what these uh, legal items of consumption out there. We're consuming are. tea. I'm on some Earl Grey right now, and you're on all the way from Tombstone with Stagecoach yeah. tea. Yeah. Which is really berry Berry, it's berry. Mm-hmm. It smells berry. Yeah. I didn't even put I like much it. in there. You're, 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 I, um, Blackberry mm-hmm. and sage and something else are right across the prairie. All right. So, welcome to We Say Wednesday. This is a bit about marijuana, right? It is. Oh, my gosh. But you're on he's an earth, drink. and we were talking to earth. So. All right. Good earth morning, Grand Island. Good morning. And um, good morning to everybody getting ready to start their day at Tumbleweed Health Center. Come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Leave a little early. It's raining. People don't know how to drive in the rain. Um, yeah. They really don't know how to drive in the rain. Everyone was actually doing extremely well this morning, so thanks for, except mm-hmm. for this one Audi on uh, <laughs> I-10. You don't need to be in the fast lane if you're going not fast. 35 is to the right lane. Far right. right. Far right. I'm not saying the other lane was totally clear too. Yeah, you probably all. I I hate to pull you over and like recite driver's ed to you, but seriously. Yeah. I have the book in my car. So I, we could just take it. I'm a backseat driver. I have licenses in almost every, all every state. state. Yeah. So every don't get state. with me. Don't even talk about. Audi on the freeway. You know who you are. <laughs> you know what color? White. Oh, I was I was feeling gray, but it's probably because of the. Wow, white. Done. Audi yeah. gone. Now, it's, now I talked about it and we're ready right. to go. Now we're moving on. All right, so just drive safe out there when you come on down. <clears throat> um, come get certified, folks. And uh, you can check out how to get certified and what you can get certified for in Arizona. We're, we're pretty lucky, um, I feel, right now. I know there's all sorts of legislation trying to get passed and bills and things like that out there. But they really need to talk to some of us. Um, you know, that are in the business, that are patients as well, and find out what we need um, in a different way. These initiatives coming out, they're not the greatest. In fact, the last one I read had my favorite phrase, which I still, it's such a blubber, I can't even think of it right now. We'll find it on there. I think it's it's even page marked. But anyway, um, anyways, if you want to get certified in the great state of Arizona, you need to have one of these. Uh, qualifying conditions and you can check this all out at um, you can check it out at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com I know she's going to find it yeah uh, we have yeah. a guest coming on we're going to have on in just, a, in just a few moments Dr. Regina Nelson but first we're going to tell you that list send her a little message with you and tell her we're going to call her in just a moment um, what medical conditions will qualify you for a medical marijuana card PTSD cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, um, a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition or the treatment 
for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, uh, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. All right, give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. You can book an appointment right online there. And come on down. Uh, We accept walk-ins. You're just subject to wait behind the folks that actually made appointments. So we always encourage appointments. So, But come on down. Uh, Lots of education, a lot of really cool uh, instruments for your marijuana consumption. Vaporizers, bongs, pipes. Um, we've got a new really cool infuser, infusion maker. Uh, it's the Levo oil machine. So you can use oils, butter. You can even put ghee in there if you um, want to do the ghee thing, which is great. Um, and those are good for people that are lactose intolerant. They use ghee, which is great. So mm-hmm. you can do that. You can mix up any herb. You can mix cannabis or lavender or rosemary. Um, you can do whatever it is you need to do. And the couple buttons away, it tells you. So if you want to pick cannabis and butter, it says that 200 and whatever degrees and for two hours and however many minutes, then you just push the button, put your little jar under there uh, with your herb and your butter in the top part, and voila, you leave. And Well, I shouldn't leave voila. it. Voila. It's, it's <laughs> kind of magical. Uh, you probably shouldn't leave the house, or maybe you can. Maybe it's like a slow cooker, but um, you know, you do some laundry or read a book, watch a movie. You probably get a movie or more in there. Toasted avocado is really popular right now. What? Yeah. Toasted avocado? No, just toast with oh, the avocado the... out. And oh, I've been eating that since my mother used on. to make that. I love that. My mom made that little salt and pepper, and she put a little lemon on it. Oh. It, it's so perfect for us. As oh, a snack, it's like peanut butter. Yeah, on a toast. it's so great. It's I just a nice vegetable. Slice an avocado in half, grab a salt shaker and a spoon, and go. just eat it out of the bowl. It comes that's in. called that's called avocado yogurt. That's Another called an avocado. Nice Why do we just call it what it is? <laughs> Why you gotta give it a fancy name? Well, I'm just trying You're to out up in the I'm trying to inspire other people <laughs> <laughs> to eat good and exercise. If you want to pretend what it so, is, <laughs> if you need to pretend with your food, then you're done. Hey, I have to say, but they do serve it in cocoa to your avocado, and they oh. do a, it is like a avocado mousse in a sense. In, oh, yeah. In a sense. Yeah, I can, have a friend that does the avocado chocolate pudding thing, that? and, um, well, she says it's spectacular. I've you not tried it. Had it yet? I tried to make it. Oh, no, it's just bad. <laughs> it's so wrong. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to try and um, call this she's number. Ready. Yep, she's ready and raring to go. We have uh, Dr. Regina Nelson coming up. Um, hang on one moment there. Tell us a little bit about Dr. Nelson. I'm well, going to plug this um, in. I have known 
Dr. Regina Nelson now for going about six years. Yeah. Yeah, six years. Well, we started, we met uh, the can- uh, patients, patients at a time. Had an amazing time with this this amazing woman, and n- never knew, met someone who knew so, so much, much about the scientific and yeah. The when people say there's no science or there's not studied. When you what hear, listen to this. When you know it, when you know what your endocannabinoid system does, mm-hmm. and this woman has books on it. She has a, an amazing training course that you can She's go through. Three or four or five books now. Four mm-hmm. books. Four books. Um, yeah. The one uh, we have them all. I'm, yeah. I am well, talking. We, yeah. But we're going to have her on right now, and uh, so let's see if this works. We're dialing. This is very exciting. We don't have her. Um, yes. And. Uh, I don't want to oh, give everything away. But no, but I could. Something I could. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Regina. How are you? Good. Good. How are you guys this morning? All right. <laughs> it's lovely today. It's lovely. There's still just a little bit of snow on the ground, snow in the mountains, but it's going to be nice today. It's only about 30 right now, but it's warming up. Oh, wow. We should get up to about 55 today, which will be really oh. nice. That's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice big blue skies in Colorado, don't you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, it's so good to hear your You guys need to come visit. World trip. We need, seriously, we need to get to that. And I have just been talking about threatening each other with more road trips for 2018. A road trip for Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, just just in general, you know, friends going and seeing friends trips. Yeah, that's just a good time. You've come down to see us plenty of times. You're right. It is time. Yeah. And... It is time. The only problem is I won't be here much of 2018. I'm going to be on the road with the plant of seed for cannabis education tour. We will just come visit you somewhere where you're at. So yeah, tell us about right. I'm gonna and I am. We're getting ready to post a schedule out soon, and I'll even give you guys some heads up on some of the dates later in the year. But we're going to have a phenomenally great year this year. We've got. No, Some great not. sponsors coming in, um, so the tour size is growing. But it mostly, you know, we're going to be teaching some CME accredited classes this year. So we're offering a clinician level one industry certification for the first time through the ECS Therapy Center. So we are really excited about, you know, kind of putting together a health fair and educational fair this year. That is wow, awesome. that's fantastic. Exactly what it means. Exactly. That's just we talk about that all the time. And you're a perfect person to do that. Um, tell us about your most recent you. experience with the law. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. well, you know, that's the thing. Over the last I got to figuring the other day, over the last five years I've traveled this country around hundred and twenty thousand miles in a car. Or a variety of cars. Um but um we had a targeted stop happen in Oklahoma. Um, it was very classic textbook, and the officer walked right to my window, and I said, officer, I don't understand why I'm being pulled over. And he goes, well, you may not have had your blinker on for a full 100 feet before the exit, which I did. But mostly the last part of his statement was important. He goes, so I saw that you were from out of state, and I thought you needed to know the law around here. Oh. And, 
you know, proceeded to move forward based on Colorado plates. And so based on that, we're hoping to have the case dismissed because the, you know, the 10th, you know, District Court of Appeals has already ruled on this, that you can't target stop people that way. And this happens to a lot of people. I think the thing I realized, we spent um, last Sunday night in jail in Oklahoma, and I was one of about 10 women in a cell, and they were there for two reasons. They had been targeted on the highway for out-of-state plates, and someone in their party had drugs on them of some site, um, cannabis or methamphetamines, and the whole party that was in that car was in jail. And one of the women had been unable to contact her family to let her know where she was at for nearly 16 days. They were in California filing a missing persons report because they didn't know how they went missing off the highway. Wow. And the other people that I, other women that I met in jail were there because they were behind in court costs. And I give this example because we were very fortunate to get a very good attorney um, who specializes in cannabis and he's down in that area and he was able to call a judge and get us out over a holiday weekend and get us bonded reasonably, and which we didn't expect. We expected to stay until Tuesday and we actually were released on the Monday evening. But... You know, as we were in court on Tuesday, sitting behind the television screen that is facing the judge, we can't see the people's faces, but they're all the people that are in jail, and they're still there in their oranges, and they're lined up, and one right after another, they're coming before this judge. There were about 15 people seen that day. 12 to 13 of them were simply behind in court costs, and that's why they were picked up. And it was some local officer seeing them walking down the street, and they go, oh, that guy's probably behind in his court costs. Let's go, let's go talk to him and see about that. So this guy comes in, in an example. He owes $46 when he's picked up on the street, and he's behind on that. Well, he spends a week in jail at $44 a night, plus he has the court fees of seeing the judge. So basically, by the time, you know, he's been in jail four or five days, he's now is $254 plus his jailhouse fees, if somebody can give him $50, he can get out. Well, he's going to get out owing six or $700 again, and this whole thing starts over. And so they're taking advantage of the poor. They're taking advantage, you know, of these things because they have a tough economy down there. This is a poor area. Cannabis could do so much for these states that have been in this economic crisis, but for their behaviors around this. And, you know, they're not out building their communities. They're out tearing their communities down. And so I'm very fortunate to have a voice is the one thing I really realized. So I planned, you know, to really educate. Every time I have to go back to Oklahoma, I figure they've given me an educational platform. And I'm going to talk about not just the cannabis issues, but how we have to change how we police service our communities. Oh, completely. I'm still in shock by this, the number, you know, he owes $46 and spends thousands of dollars probably in court fees, you know, uh, city fees, uh, officer's time, all, everything. I mean, it's just. Everything. And John Oliver on HBO did a really good expose of this last fall, and I know other people have talked about it, but this is a big problem in the United States of America. And, you know, I look at this and, you know, I'm an ethics and social justice major. And 
you know, I've heard from other scholars about these particular issues. So, you know, it's not one I'm going to let go easily. We're hoping, you know, we're going to file and hope for the case to be dismissed based on a targeted profile stop. Should that not happen, I'm prepared to fight any other charges that would remain. But everything should be dismissed based on that. And those kind of things have to stop as well. It did not every Oklahoman, including one of the jail guards there, said, oh, the OHP, Oklahoma Highway Patrol, they do this frequently. They target people all the time. You're right. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they still do it. And it's got to stop. It's been ruled on. There are... You can't just keep breaking the law that way. Eventually, you will find somebody who has voice who will who will say you know who will take a stand and say no more. And they found that in me. And I've got you know I've got quite a bit of my family's in Oklahoma, but more so than that, I'm really pleased that Connie Johnson, who's running for governor, um, she's a former democratic u.s senator from oklahoma and she's now running as an independent for governor and i really encourage oklahomans to support her because she understands these issues and she's been pushing for medical cannabis in that state since um early 2000s so she's just um a brilliant woman who really understands what's going on in these communities and i was able to sit down and talk with her and we're looking to plan an educational event in McAllister in Pittsburgh County um, sometime in the next few months, depending on my court schedule. <laughs> so can, can we ask what what they, quote, caught you with and what did, did they tell you what they're charging you with? Because Oklahoma doesn't have the best uh, support for cannabis, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, well, I'm going to say this. I can't talk about details of that, but I will say that, you know, guys, I've talked to various when I'm a medical cannabis patient, the cannabis has saved my life. And what I will tell you of 24 hours without cannabis, I'm still suffering the side effects. My symptoms returned in a big way, a lot of them. The nausea and vomiting particularly that I had gotten such good control of. And, you know, I'm, I have maybe a vomiting issue once every six months instead of daily six years ago. Probably, you know, for the last seven days, and uh, and surprisingly and violently at times, and it's my stomach. I've had a lot of stomach pain and other issues, and you know, it's this thing of, um, you know, after that, not having medicine really for days, and um, you know, I use cannabis oil really consistently, and um, it's really important to my health. And also with me, you guys know that Michael Browning, my publishing partner with Integral Education Press, was with me. And he's a patient as well. And my son, Brian, um, was with me as well. And Brian just recently came to Colorado Hospital. He called me because he was having an addiction issue with methamphetamine. And he said, Mom, I really need help. It's time. And I drove down to Texas, and I picked up my son, and he's been clean for almost six months now. Yeah. And cannabis has been really huge to that process. And that's not something we've talked about publicly as a family, but this pushes that um, because we're patients traveling. And so, you know, in Oklahoma, they've lowered possession charges. And so even people who are caught with around an ounce often get charged with intent to distribute because that's a felony. 
And so we are in charge with intent to distribute. So we'll cross that bridge later if we need to. At this time, my constitution, all of our constitutional rights were breached by an Oklahoma Highway Patrol who targeted us for Colorado plates. And that has to stop. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because of the way as, many, as many incidents as I've heard about this over the years, and when I did my dissertation, I spoke with patients in Arizona and California as well, and New Mexico, who talked about border patrol issues, and you know, often getting stopped and having no charges, but having their medicine taken. But I truthfully believe in this case, I was lucky that I was in a rental car. My car was in the repair shop. And my insurance company provided me a rental car for 10 days to take this trip because it was their fault that my car wasn't ready to go. And I'm so thankful that's the case because I truthfully believe that they would have towed my car away and asked for forfeiture, and we might not be facing any charges had we been in my beat. This is another way that these poor counties themselves and also got to stop. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, the forfeiture is crazy because we all know what that is. That's just stealing. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's stealing. It's absolutely that's, stealing. That's and um, yeah. it's complete thievery. Yeah, totally. It's We've had friends that have had, you know, houses taken away, vehicles taken away, um, you know, mm -hmm. money, and they don't get that, get that stuff back. You know, it's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy. Well, you guys know, my former business partner, Mark Patterson, and one of my best friends, Ron Nyhaus, are facing charges here in Colorado for caregiving, for processing oil for some patients following a harvest. Right. Wow. How can they do that? How the hell can they do that? Well, because no one's out educating the police departments. The police departments aren't paying to be educated. We've offered, I've offered for years many police departments to to them looks like to be a patient and you know they kind of refuse that and you know even this officer driving us in a way after reading us you know after violating our constitutional rights made the comment you know I really wish I'd met you guys under different circumstances I mean he'd seen my trunk is full of books I'm headed to a, a, you know the irony is I'm an educator coming back to educate and I'm targeted well then I'm going to have to change what I'm educating about because, again, I know that I didn't breach any law. I was very, you know, we had been passing highway patrol all day. We were always very kind, of, as was everyone on the road, about our driving. And in fact, he had passed the highway in, in front of me to turn around next to another officer. And I had slowed down and merged left, like is the law in Colorado and many other states, and moved back over to the right-hand lane to begin to take my exit very safely. The only thing he said when he pulled me over is, I may not have had my blinker on for a full hundred feet before the exit. And I know that, to, that I did. We went back to that area after we were in court, and we absolutely had our blinker on that far. And I'm hopeful that his dash cameras, which should be on for two minutes prior to him turning on his lights, will show that because that was well within that time frame. Yeah, how are they going to prove that? Crazy exactly. that she did have that cam on because well, and a lot yeah. of you know, having we should hopefully have access to those. We have a preliminary hearing. We'll be back in Oklahoma at the end of March for the March 23rd court date, 
and we'll be teaching some classes in Rogers County up in Claremore, Oklahoma um, on the 21st, and I'll be putting information up on Facebook um, today or tomorrow about that event. Well, you know, these, these opportunities show themselves in such different ways that maybe this is, if you know, as bad as it was to get pulled over and this has had to, you had so much behind you and who you are was able to yeah. get some of this. Maybe you're going to affect people affect in, a, in such a good way that they don't in, know, Exactly. You know? Yeah. The I education only, is now there. Yeah. Well, and and being offered. And, seed was yeah. Planted. Education planted. needed stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, I mean, I'll flat out say, state now we, you know, you know that I, if you know me, you know I have no criminal intent, and you know everybody, uh, everybody's been pushing me and sending me information on no mens rea, you know, defenses. Why am I not already claiming that? Well, I'm not claiming that because I was targeted, stopped, and this is a constitutional violation. That's why I'm not talking about that. Nothing should stand beyond this. But the truth is, you know, education is, you know, this officer asked a lot of questions um, because he had curiosity. He, I mean, even things as we were driving back to the um, jail of, are you aware of the kids who are using cannabis oil for seizure disorders? Yes. I've worked with hundreds of them, mm. you know. And so even, you know, everybody I ran into, what was interesting as well as every officer and every guard that I ran into, because he had asked me, are you a medical marijuana patient? And I said, yes. From then on, they would ask, did you say you were a patient? Yes. Do you have cancer? No. <laughs> and they would be like, oh, well, then what do you have? And they would look at me, well, if you don't have cancer, then how do you get marijuana? Huh. Right. And then the judgment comes like, oh, you need it for that or, oh, you need it. And yeah. Well, it Right. I'm driving down your highway, pilled out of my mind on opiates. Aren't you glad about that? No kidding. Oh my God. Bell and I was just talking about that the other oh, day. Oh, I can't handle that. People just say, I could, oh. I could never drive in those things. And I that's why I can't take them. I can't, yeah, I can't take that stuff. <sighs> but. And that's the key to me as well. I can't take that stuff. After my bowel resection in 2011, the surgeon that I saw was absolutely shocked at how few opiates I took following surgery. Had mine every time I came. And I was really only smoking at the time and vaping a little bit. Um, starting to try to make some butter and, and cook a little bit of something, but you know it was early on. But the difference for me at that point was phenomenal, and I could distance myself enough from the pain that I could handle it. What I couldn't handle was the opiate, the fog, and the sickness that came along with it, and more nausea, and just feeling miserable, and feeling like, and losing hours, and not knowing, was I asleep, was I awake, or was I even, I'm not even really quite sure, you know, I'm, I'm not, but did I stay here? I, you know, I truthfully didn't know on opiates, and so it wasn't worth it to me. There were times I had to take them. I'd try to go, you know, right before bed when I couldn't tolerate the pain anymore. But, you know, once I got to where I could get to edibles and oil, I was able to control that much better too. And, you know, I don't have that history. For somebody who has the chronic pain conditions that I do, I don't have a history of opiate use. And I see the health benefits that alone brought me if I talked to so many hundreds of patients who are about my age 
who spent the last two decades in pain like I have, but who've gone the opiate route. And now they have so many more health issues than I do. I'm really quite blessed to have found cannabis when I did. And that, you know, for the longest period, low doses really helped me. And then by the time I needed a larger dose, I was somewhere that I could access that safely. Yes, safe access. You know, it dumbfounds me that our country is so blindsided by, you know, misinformation and education that they'll accept zombies driving around on lauded and morphine and oxys and stuff makes you delusional. Like you said about the fog. That's what people come to the uh-huh. health center and like, I, I can't handle this fog anymore. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what's going yep. on. It's total detachment. And I'm sick mm-hmm. and my kidneys are bad and my liver hurts. And I said, well, well, we're glad you're here because your kidneys and liver are going to be quite happy when you start taking the hemp and cannabis. And you'll, you'll get off that stuff and you'll feel better. And, you know, it's just crazy what people accept. So they come in and they're like, oh, you know, what about my employer? And it, it astounds me that, you know, their desk mate is high on, you know, Vicodin yeah. all day long doing their quote, doing their job. <laughs> and someone wants right. to eat a gummy and, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, walls are coming down. <laughs> well, and they should. <laughs> Those cannabis walls should come down. Um, yeah. So what, I'm yeah. looking at your Facebook here and you've got time for the talk. You're you're giving a, a lecture view of the world. Uh, we are. We're actually having a book release party next week. That's so awesome. What tell us? That is congratulations. Yeah. And that is Wait, so you guys awesome. you guys met my you met my publishing partner Michael Browning last year when we started working together and he helped me get my dissertation, the medical cannabis recommendation published early last year. And then he went to work helping me start to revise and update titles. And the talking book was at the top of our list because the communication between doctors and patients, and this book solves a lot not just that way. Some patients buy it for their doctors, and some patients take it to their, and use it as a communication tool between their doctors. But what I see a lot is people handing it to their relative that they love and saying, to start with, I want to have a conversation with you so that you can then have a conversation with your doctor. It's a starting place for people. Why is this important? It gives an overview of the endocannabinoid system. Well, why this terribly illegal plant? It gives an overview of that. Gives some targeted dosing guidelines and some other things like that. There's a chapter for the patients. There's a chapter for the doctors. It really helps the patients prepare for that conversation. And I'm specifically thinking of people in Oklahoma as this new market comes up. They're going to have to have conversations with their physicians and this really helps them get prepared for that. I had put the first edition together when I was in Illinois a few years ago as you guys remember as Waco came out to visit me there and in that early market I was batting 100% for the longest time on people taking it to their doctor actually getting a recommendation from doctors and systems that were pretty restrictive of that. Um, because it did open up the conversation. So I'm really pleased with the new edition, and Michael and I are really thrilled to be hosting this book release party next week. Um, it'll be here at a, a beautiful gallery called A View of the World Gallery, and it's by a local boulderin who's gone all over the world and has just magnificent photos. So we've kind of, you know, with our plan of seed for cannabis education tour, where too. So we're going to have some fun food and stuff and be there to talk about some time for the talk. 
Oh, wow. That is incredible. It is time to the top, and people are ready for it. They really are. Yep. Um, they're tired of the lies, and they're tired of their bodies hurting and suffering. Uh, you know, absolutely. And a lot of people come in because of the side effects of what they're on. It's giving them migraines. They can't sleep. They're nauseous. You know, they're waste. They get wasting syndrome just from the medication. Not even from the disease. Yes, no, it, it can be very helpful. And I think, you know, again, getting the conversation started so that people can move in that direction and have an understanding. Particularly, I think, it's interesting now. We've done a turn in the last couple of years, and people are not so much interested in smoking when they're new to this. They really look for the edibles, the mm -hmm. tinctures, and um, suspensions and things like that. They're looking for the oil-based products. Yep. Capsules, they like of course, that. topicals are also really good too. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of success with the topical lotions and balms and stuff for arthritis patients. Right, and, and, and yeah, you know, I kind of detach from using it internally, so externally. Yep, is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I use the lotion, that's why I'm not that's really. That's really not. Yeah, it's not really entering my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, along the line of um, topical use, I'm going to give you guys a little exclusive and a preview of an upcoming research study I'm now involved in. I have um, started working with a Canadian group called Rise Life Science, and they are in the process of releasing a sexual health line of products. And I am going to be conducting a research study that will be launched in April taking a global look at sexual health and cannabis use. Huge. And through a variety of different products, topical, uh, vapor, um, and other products. And so um, even um, oral and drinkable products. So it's super exciting to be able to look at different products and to gather both quantitative data, like physicians look at, and qualitative data, letting the people explain to us what those things mean. Because people often mention cannabis as an aphrodisiac, but for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> and sometimes just lower stress and anxiety. And so I think that, you know, taking a look at this, and particularly as I've started looking in this area, I think that the topical use of lubricants and other things can be very helpful to a lot of medical conditions. And I think that we'll find that as we start, you know, gathering research data. That's awesome. That is exciting. Now, what was this company called again? <laughs> They're called Rise Life Science. They're a new company out of Canada. Wonderful, integral leadership. Um, really enjoying working with them. And we're going to be adding other product lines to this so people can choose the products that they're using in the study. Um, but we're only going to be taking products into the study that you know can provide the same type of scientific batch results and, and things that they can. So we know exactly what people are getting. And if they're getting other products that are outside of that, well, we'll collect that data, but we won't be able to figure as much. You know, cannabis has some biphasic effects. Sometimes it's very good, and other times it's not the same result. We're wanting to start to find out some of the dosing parameters and things around that, particularly as it comes to sexual enhancement and sexual pleasure. Well, and dosing requirements across the board, that's, that's the one thing people would come and they say, well, I have, you know, RA, what should I take and how often? And you're like, uh, you know, grab an Indica, of course, yeah. you know, but, you know, people are looking for 
dosages like they would find in a Tylenol bottle or something. To get in yeah. the regime, you know, and have make sure that, okay, this is what I take every day because that's what they're used to. Yeah. So if it can be kind of, you know, put in that same way and system, it makes it easier for them to. Well, and they should know what they're taking every day and what they need, you know, because some days you might need more than others or, yeah, they should be able to have it. Absolutely. They needed to take more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the thing, you know. We hit Colorado, and I was just like, I need to now saturate myself for the next few days. And that's, I'm kind of in that process of I've been increasing my dose, um, you know, trying to get back on top of my pain issues and my nausea issues, So, you know, for a period of time. And I know they'll come back under control. I've had to deal with, you know, a lot of health issues. The thing about cannabis is, very empowering that way. You can't do that with pharmaceuticals and over-the-counter medications. It can be very dangerous. Cannabis is a, you know, it's food. It's um, non-toxic. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, I'm under charges for a non-toxic product. Wow. You know. And um, it's such a big deal. I mean, it's because of the prohibition and the stigmatization of this for so long. We have so Mm -hmm. much to learn. And people are hungry for that. And we definitely see that in the patient population, that once they begin using this, they become very empowered over their medical care. They take more, greater concern about their nutritional habits, and they start to live a healthier, more conscious lifestyle. Well, and they start to crave that once they get off all the pharmaceuticals and their body gets healthy. It craves healthy things, you know, and and it can understand what it's better because, you know, a lot of times these cocktails that they give people – um, you know, that's what they're saying. Tom Petty overdosed on it. He just took too much and didn't know the yep. limit. And one, one could be fine one day and one could be too much the next day. You know, I mean, well, and let's talk about that. Tom Petty passed away from an opiate overdose this year because he had a broken hip that wasn't being treated appropriately. And he is somebody who has money and has probably had really good insurance. But the yep. point of that being, when he died of an opioid epi- overdose, they blame him for trying to control his pain. Let's talk about how his pain should have been controlled so that he wasn't at risk for that overdose. She, with a broken hip, he should have been under closer doctor's supervision and not at home medicating himself for that. Yep. And a number of other things. But blame Tom Petty for his death? No, let's blame this nation you know, medical system for this opioid thing that we think if we're in pain, one more won't kill us because we're in so much pain. I mean, you know, I just, I'm so frustrated by that. I've actually, I started an article on that several times because I got so frustrated with when the toxicology came out, we started blaming Tom Petty for his own death. And it's like the man had a broken hip. He was in pain. He was prescribed opiates. He may have taken them off label, but hello, this is a problem we find with a lot of people. Let's not blame Tom Petty. If his hip, he was told that day he'd gone from a fracture to a break, he should have been in the damn hospital being overseen. You know, and that thing is, we should be touting Tom Petty's death as a reason we need to change healthcare because again he was known he had a voice he would have voiced for all the other people that couldn't get the health care that he was having difficulty getting we've got a lot of problems in this nation that people are afraid to talk about and they impact our poor i've been struggling 
for years through this PhD program, I've experienced poverty in all new ways and continued to push forward and, you know, um, continue to give, you know, to now I don't, um, Mark and I no longer work through cannabis patient medicine, but I work with other nonprofits here in Colorado. And people often give me medicine for patients. Now we have systems where they can be tested and then distributed to patients for free because people out here can't often afford the medicine that they came for. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. Um, How do you feel about your local testing facilities? Are they trustworthy? Are they accurate? Yes, yes. We have some very good, trustworthy partners that are not 501c3 eligible because they deal with the plant, but they have Colorado nonprofits and are known caregivers in the state. Again, I feel really good that we finally have testing systems in place through these small, you know, through <laughs> through caregiver networks working this out because the, you know, even the state here doesn't understand the issues that we have with people needing medicine and not being able to afford it. So I'm working, I'm going to be working with Representative Jonathan Singer this year and introducing two rule changes in Colorado. Um, The first would be a cost per milligram disclosure on the retail end so people understand what they're paying per milligram for cannabis products because the costs are very different. You pay pennies per milligram for shatters and waxes, for example, and you move those to capsules and sometimes you're paying. Nope. Are you there? Regina? That was, um, hmm. Maybe she'll come back in just a moment. Uh, We got that cut out quite abruptly. Yeah. uh, Could be our signal. Can you hear us now? Uh, Silver Sister, are you on? We got a report. Um, Anyway, well, let's see. We'll call in. Canvas Kid is already on that. And um, we'll get stuff. Where where is... I like the last (laughs) break. That was a good one. I know. I needed needed to do that. Um, Actually, let's try and call Regina back. Um, Here we go. Let's see. Could be the weather. Who knows? They're dialing. Please leave your message for three zero three five zero five zero five. No, we're not going to leave a message. Although that was a little fun. Hi, this is Lisa. We're leaving you a message. Uh, Dr. Regina Nelson, call back in if you get it. If you get a chance, um, or we'll give you a call. Let's we'll try one more time. Oh, maybe uh, her phone died. Who knows? But wow, what a lady! Um, yeah, doing so much has gone through so much. Educating. Another, oh my gosh. She had another story I know coming back across oh. the Mexico um, oh Arizona border. So mm. I mean, this is a woman who is out there um, actually living through some of the laws that are still set in place that um, we as patients could all be. Uh, Cited for, um, put in jail for, um, even though you have your card. So I mean, these are things that we're this is still not being fought in in the right areas of where it needs to be seen, heard, and um, put through law that it can't happen like this anymore. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous because they let people drive morphine out. They're, they're all over the road. God, I couldn't even imagine Bell oh. uh, driving like that. I've told you, I've oh. been giving them to me for pain and taking them 
filming the next day and knowing that I have to take another one if I needed to, but you're so... Oh, groggy. You're just, like, cloudy. Foggy is a good... That like, fog. you just know you Heavy. don't want to feel like this the no. next day, so Ugh. I don't... Forever. Or take another one. <laughs> yeah. But you know you have to. And then, so, you know, I experienced that um, numerous times. Yeah. And just said, you know what, it. I'm going to go strictly to edibles. And the edibles are what got me through a lot of my pain. So yeah. heavy doses. I, I was able to, as yeah. uh, a, a user for a long time um, of, the, of the plant and in different ways. So I was able to high dose on my, how much I needed for the pain and how much I knew I could take and handle. Yeah. And um, that's not a weight dependent thing. I wanted to mention that because we it's had a not. couple come in yesterday. And it's, think of your body as uh, a beaker in a science lab and how much you add to it over time is there. It becomes a part of your system. Just like if you eat lots of vegetables, those nutrients and those different molecules stay in your body. That's what keeps you who you are. I was going with, I'm, I'm smaller. Uh huh. Totally tiny, as Stevie Nicks would say. (laughs) Where's that one? And you, anyway, I can consume large amounts of that. Very large. Very large. Copious. Yeah. Yeah. I try to keep up, and it's sometimes scary. Yeah. Next week, you guys are all going to have to keep up for the six-year anniversary radio show. Yeah, that's right. How'd that go? One more time? I love it. Yeah. Um, So, you have to know your body. And it's, it's very unlike Western medicine that you start with much smaller dosages than you would, like... You know, you get in the car accident or something, and your back hurts, and you're like, oh, here's 2,000 milligrams of ibuprofen. You're like, oh, my God. Versus, right. here's a milligram of cannabis. Wait, what? One milligram? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just start start low and slow, people, if you've not done it before. If you have, then you can go up to, you know, extreme some, pain some bigger, yeah, in some bigger numbers. Western medicine, in stream pain, here's some uh, opiates. Uh, you know, use them, and they have the nurse practitioner come out. And read you over for the pharmaceutical rep. Mm. Come out and tell you what this does. Goes through the whole little thing for you. Gives them to you and you move on. And then you're on those for a certain period of time. But when you can't control, just like uh, Regina was talking about Tom Petty. If this... Happened to you, too. Yeah, just the overdose of... You're in so much, much pain, pain. And you think, well, one more is not going to hurt. hurt. Uh, and it's going to help my pain, so I'll just do that. And that one more happens to be that straw that broke the camel's back, and then you're then you're just in trouble. I mean, this is how um, fast it happened. Yeah, in in a and heart. And this cannabis was used legal. in legal and used in the same sense of how these you know pharmaceuticals are being handed out. Then it would show in as a lot different. Being going, okay, I'm going to have one more little brownie bite, uh, one more gummy bear. Right. Um, to see where I'm at, to titrate in the medicine as needed without the fear of the overdose. And it's killing yourself. Yeah. Without I mean, the, and without the unknowing that that one next pill. And that's pill, the thing. People are on so you many don't, pills. And a doctor are. never knows exactly how much pain that that person is in because that doctor does not live inside that person's body. Right. 
but they also don't know what all those cocktails are going to do either. I've had problems where I've woken up and I've had a hurt back and I've hurt it more just by doing something. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if Tom Petty hurt himself doing something a little bit extra that he... Well, he was. He was touring. The guy was on stage with a broken hip trying to tour. Like, he should have... Tom, I love you. Tom, we love you, but you should have hung out on the couch for a while. But he's Tom freaking Petty. <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Come on, you guys are slow in the green room. Are you smoking? Um, yeah. Anyway. Back to, back to reality. Well, we're sorry that um, Regina's phone call got cut short. Yeah, um, she. I'm just talking about having a person being on that amount of medicine. Too. Oh, I can't wait for the book. Yeah. I can't. I yeah. This is one I would like to read actually. Um, well, yeah. we do uh, down at Tumbleweeds Health Center do have three of her books. Yeah, come on mm-hmm. down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Um, come get certified, just 249 mm-hmm. And that includes the state fee and all the processing. We'll take your picture and you'll see the doctor for a little bit and you'll be on your way. It's a pretty quick process, less than an hour and you're done. Uh, normally, that's about how it goes. Um, Make an appointment. You can go online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And um, also, we want to give a shout-out to Growers House. We love them if you want to grow anything um, in the dirt or hydroponic or aeroponic or with fish or hanging from baskets in the sky, whoever you want to grow, uh, get on down to Growers House. It's growershouse.com. They're awesome. Family-owned. Um, and um, say hello to Nate and Paul down there for us. And we'd also like to uh, give a shout out, and we're going to play a little commercial for our Canna Health uh, online magazine. It's a digital magazine that you can get online. I fixed the link. You go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and uh, go to the radio section, scroll on down to our sponsors, and you can click on the Growers House and on the Canna Health magazine um, and check it out for yourself. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. There you go. Get there. Get online. In fact, I'm going to make it super easy for y'all and I'm going to um, click the little link here and then I will put it up on our blog so you can get there and if you go to the Weeds Health Center and you go to the radio page um, check this lineup out look at this right here how right cool now. is this how cool is this Doug Fine, Heidi Hamford, Robert Platshorn and Irvin Rosenfeld <laughs> will all be on the radio show next week I have to remind them <laughs> to remind you <laughs> to remind them please <laughs> I will so I say, sure, but give me a reminder. Give me a day we'll, or two. We'll notice. just give a little. Uh... Oh, look at them. Look how awesome they are. Yeah. We love all of them. Doug Fine is our hemp guru. Heidi Hanford is another um, patient advocate uh, and Down educator in, extraordinaire in Florida, in Florida with her partner, Irvin mm-hmm. Rosenfeld. He's our does federal a lot of work. Does a lot of work over the country with oh, helping gosh. people with oh. implementing laws and changing the way that this plant is seen. Well, helping them get their medicine safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and her partner, Irvin Rosenfeld, is our federal, federal patient, federal government variant patient. Yes. 
they have medical marijuana patients, people. They've, they've been growing marijuana for over 40 years at the University of Mississippi, but he'll explain all that. And then lovely, lovely Robert Platton. <laughs> we love him. Um, this guy, unfortunately, spent almost 30 years in federal mm-hmm. prison, spent the most time for trafficking marijuana. Um, and we'll, and now he's out on a crusade helping seniors get their cannabis safely um, wherever they are because he did a uh, video, Should Grandma Smoke Pop? And you should all be watching that because we're going to find that and I'm going to post that on the blog. I think that, uh, I'm not sure if that's one of the videos that's on our website, but we do have some videos up there. But check them out. We'll, they'll be on, all four of them will come on, not at the same time. Um, that would be crazy. Oh, that would be quite the conversation. Could you imagine all that chatter? No. <laughs> um, March 7th, next week, 8 to 10 a.m. It's a two-hour show. So get all your weed together and uh, get your bongs too. Clean your instruments. Very important. It's going to be loud out there today. I see this uh, crazy weather. Look, this blue sky. I see it. Look at that. That's beautiful. <clears throat> it busted through the gray. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, thank you as always for tuning in to Weekday Wednesday. It's almost that time. We're getting there. Oh. We've got like just a couple of minutes left here. Mm. Um, I know. Come come get certified. Check out uh tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. Uh it's a great source of education. There's a section for law. People want to know about the um basic laws of uh Arizona. So there's a little snippet on what you can have, your two and a half ounces every two weeks. Um, who can possess it? How much can I have? Where can I use it? What other restrictions do I need to know about? And then there's, if you go down to the very bottom, there's a map. State-by-state marijuana laws. Click that map. It'll take you over to the normal website. And then you can click on whatever state you want and see what their laws are. Click on Arizona. Um, it says Arizona laws and penalties. They have conditional release. They have drugs driving. So if, if you're impaired, quote, they could bust you for that. Uh, and then medical marijuana. They have a medical marijuana program. So the little, um, they've got these little, um, what is it called? I'm trying, I can't even think right now. What is that? Anyway. Uh, little, oh. little charts. Yeah. That show. Anyway, shows you what's going on in each state. So if you go to a different state other than Arizona, <laughs> like we went to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's little index says, um, Let's see, for state, it breaks it down. state laws, they don't have, so they've got conditional release, they've got drug driving, mandatory minimum sentences, medical CBD they accept, and they are accepting the tax stamps. The, so they have a, normal has it broken down for every single state mm-hmm. to show so you the do's and don'ts and what you can bring and what it is and uh, everything that you need to know. If you're traveling with your medication, if you get pulled over, if, I mean... Yeah, all the things that you need to know if you're going to be traveling with your medication. But that's and what we're just doing. Be careful if you're traveling with yes. your medication. Always. Yes. So, big show next yeah. week. Very Tune big in. show next week. Tune in, listen in. Um, Two hours. Can't wait to have you guys. Eight to ten. It's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Get your donuts and your coffee or your <laughs> egg. We're going to need some protein. We're going to need some. We are. We're going to need some. We'll make breakfast that day. We'll have a nice big yummy breakfast. Early. Yeah, I'm here early. All right, kids, thanks so much for tuning in to our Wacky Weekday Wednesday show. It's always wonderful having you here. And um, remember, be smart. Be safe and and educate. educate. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Tune in next week.
Netherlands, where are you? We miss you. <laughs> Thank you. 